Welcome to an LDS Guided Meditation and Mindful Reading. Companion to The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Come Follow Me Studies. I am your host, Trisha Haney. This week's episode covers September 6th through 12th, Doctrine and Covenants, Sections 98 through 101. Be still and know that I am God. If you haven't already, please join me for my new podcast, Meditative Reading, The Book of Mormon. Let's begin by sitting or laying in a comfortable position in a quiet space. Close your eyes. Be mindful of your breathing. Be aware of the air as it enters and exits your body. Be conscious of the rise and fall of your chest as your breathing deepens. Recognize the air that surrounds you, the warmth or the coolness of it as it touches your skin. Observe your thoughts. This is your time to let go of the past and future worries for a time and to be in the present. If you find your thoughts wandering, gently bring them back to the present by focusing on your breathing. As we continue to relax our bodies, you may choose to incorporate movement by stretching or moving the body part before relaxing it, or you can choose to remain still. Soften your face, your eyebrows, eyes, cheeks, and jaw. Relax your neck and your shoulders. Let the tension flow down and out through your arms, wrists, hands, and fingers. Relax your core, your spine, chest, abdomen, and hips. Let the tension flow down and out through your legs, ankles, feet, and toes. Scan your body for any places that you still might be holding tension and release it. If you are sitting, straighten your spine, lift your chin, and drop your shoulders. Continue to soften your body while your breathing deepens.
Doctrine and Covenants, Section 98 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, August 6, 1833 This revelation came in consequence of the persecution upon the saints in Missouri. Increased settlement of church members in Missouri troubled some other settlers who felt threatened by the saints' numbers, political and economic influence, and cultural and religious differences. In July 1833, a mob destroyed church property, tarred and feathered two church members, and demanded that the saints leave Jackson County. Although some news of the problems in Missouri had no doubt reached the prophet in Kirtland, 900 miles away, the seriousness of the situation could have been known to him at this date only by revelation. Verily, verily, I say unto you, my friends, fear not, let your hearts be comforted, yea, rejoice evermore, and in everything give thanks, waiting patiently on the Lord. For your prayers have entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth, and are recorded with this seal and testament. The Lord hath sworn and decree that they shall be granted. Therefore he giveth this promise unto you, with an immutable covenant that they shall be fulfilled. And all things wherewith you have been afflicted shall work together for your good, and to my name's glory saith the Lord. And now verily I say unto you concerning the laws of the land, it is my will that my people should observe to do all things whatsoever I command them. And that law of the land which is constitutional, supporting that principle of freedom in maintaining rights and privileges, belong to all mankind and is justifiable before me. Therefore, I, the Lord, justify you and your brethren of my church in befriending that law which is the constitutional law of the land. And as pertaining to law of man, whatsoever is more or less than this cometh of evil. I, the Lord God, make you free. Therefore ye are free indeed, and the law also maketh you free. Nevertheless, when the wicked rule, the people mourn. Wherefore, honest men and wise men should be sought for diligently, and good men and wise men ye should observe to uphold, otherwise whatsoever is less than these cometh of evil. And I give unto you a commandment, that ye shall forsake all evil and cleave unto all good that ye shall live by every word which proceedeth forth out of the mouth of God. For he will give unto the faithful, line upon line, precept upon precept, and I will try you and prove you herewith. And whoso layeth down his life in my cause, for my name's sake, shall find it again, even life eternal. Therefore be not afraid of your enemies, for I have decreed it in my heart, saith the Lord, that I will prove you in all things, whether you will abide in my covenant, even unto death, that ye may be found worthy. For if ye will not abide in my covenant, ye are not worthy of me. Therefore renounce war and proclaim peace, and seek diligently to turn the hearts of the children to their fathers, and the hearts of their fathers to the children, and again the hearts of the Jews unto the prophets, and the prophets unto the Jews lest I come and smite the whole world with a curse, and all flesh be consumed before me. Let not your hearts be troubled, for in my Father's house are many mansions, and I have prepared a place for you. 
and where my Father and I am, there ye shall be also. Behold, I the Lord am not well pleased with many who are in the church at Kirtland, for they do not forsake their sins and their wicked ways, the pride of their hearts and their covetousness, and all their detestable things, and observe the words of wisdom and eternal life which I have given unto them. Verily I say unto you, that I the Lord will chasten them, and will do whatsoever I list, if they do not repent and observe all things whatsoever I have said unto them. And again I say unto you, If ye observe to do whatsoever I command you, I the Lord will turn away all wrath and indignation from you, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Now I speak unto you concerning your families. If men will smite you, or your families, once, and ye bear it patiently, and revile not against them, neither seek revenge, ye shall be rewarded. But if ye bear it not patiently, it shall be accounted unto you, as being meted out as a just measure unto you. And again, if your enemy shall smite you the second time, and you revile not against your enemy, and bear it patiently, your reward shall be an hundredfold. And again, if he smite you the third time, and ye bear it patiently, your reward shall be double unto you fourfold. And these three testimonies shall stand against your enemy if he repent not, and shall not be blotted out. And now verily I say unto you, If that enemy shall escape my vengeance, that he be not brought into judgment before me, then ye shall see to it that ye warn him in my name, that he come no more unto you neither upon your family, even your children's children, unto the third and fourth generation. And then, if he shall come upon you, or your children, or your children's children, unto the third and fourth generation, I have delivered thine enemy into thine hands. And then if thou wilt spare him, thou shalt be rewarded for thy righteousness, and also thy children, and thy children's children, unto the third and fourth generation. Nevertheless, Thine enemy is in thine hand, and if thou rewardest him according to his work, thou art justified. If he has sought thy life, and thy life is endangered by him, thine enemy is in thine hands, and thou art justified. Behold, this is the law I gave unto my servant Nephi, and thy father Joseph, and Jacob, and Isaac, and Abraham, and all mine ancient prophets and apostles. And again, this is the law that I gave unto mine ancients, that they should not go out unto battle against any nation, kindred, tongue, or people, save I the Lord command them. And if any nation, tongue, or people should proclaim war against them, they should first lift a standard of peace unto that people, nation, or tongue. And if that people did not accept the offering of peace, neither the second nor the third time, they should bring these testimonies before the Lord. Then I, the Lord, would give unto them a commandment, and justify them in going out to battle against that nation, tongue, or people. And I, the Lord, would fight their battles, and their children's battles, and their children's children's, until they had avenged themselves on all their enemies to the third and fourth generation. But this is an ensample unto all people, saith the Lord your God, for justification before me. And again verily I say unto you, 
If after thine enemy has come upon thee the first time, he repent and come unto thee praying thy forgiveness, thou shalt forgive him, and shalt hold it no more as a testimony against thine enemy. And also unto the second and third time, and as oft as thine enemy repenteth of the trespasses wherewith he has trespassed against thee, thou shalt forgive him until seventy times seven. And if he trespass against thee and repent not the first time, nevertheless thou shalt forgive him. And if he trespassed against thee the second time and repent not, nevertheless thou shalt forgive him. And if he trespassed against thee the third time and repent not, thou shalt also forgive him. But if he trespass against thee the fourth time, and thou shalt not forgive him, but shall bring these testimonies before the Lord, and they shall not be blotted out until he repent, and reward thee fourfold in all things, wherewith he has trespassed against thee. And if thou doest this, thou shalt forgive him with all thine heart. And if he do not this, I the Lord will avenge thee of thine enemy a hundredfold and upon his children, and upon his children's children, of all them that hate me, unto the third and fourth generation. But if the children shall repent, or the children's children, and turn to the Lord their God, with all their hearts, and with all their might, mind, and strength, and restore fourfold for all their trespasses wherewith they have trespassed, or wherewith their fathers have trespassed, or their father's father, then mine indignation shall be turned away, and vengeance shall no more come upon them, saith the Lord thy God, and their trespasses shall never be brought any more as a testimony before the Lord against them. Amen. Doctrine and Covenants section 99 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet to John Murdoch, August 29, 1832, at Hiram, Ohio. For over a year, John Murdoch had been preaching the gospel, while his children, motherless after the death of his wife, Julia Clapp in 1831, resided with other families in Ohio. Behold, thus saith the Lord unto my servant John Murdoch, Thou art called to go into the eastern countries, from house to house, from village to village, and from city to city, to proclaim my everlasting gospel unto the inhabitants thereof, in the midst of persecution and wickedness. And who receiveth you, receiveth me, and you shall have power to declare my word in the demonstration of my Holy Spirit. And who receiveth you as a little child, receiveth my kingdom and blessed are they, for they shall obtain mercy. And whoso rejecteth you shall be rejected of my father and his house, and you shall cleanse your feet in the secret places by the way for a testimony against them. And behold and lo, I come quickly to judgment, to convince all of their ungodly deeds which they have committed against me, as it is written of me in the volume of the book. And now verily I say unto you, that it is not expedient that you should go unto your children are provided for, and sent up kindly unto the bishop of Zion. And after a few years, if thou desirest of me, thou mayest go up also unto the goodly land to possess thine inheritance. 
Otherwise, thou shalt continue proclaiming my gospel until thou art taken. Amen. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 100 Revelation given to Joseph Smith the Prophet and Sidney Rigdon at Perrysburg, New York, October 12, 1833 The two brethren, having been absent from their families for several days, felt some concern about them. Verily thus saith the Lord unto you, my friends, Sidney and Joseph, your families are well, they are in mine hands, and I do with them as seemeth me good, for in me there is all power. Therefore follow me, and listen to the counsel which I shall give unto you. Behold and lo, I have much people in this place, in the regions round about, and an effectual door shall be opened in the regions round about in this eastern land. Therefore I the Lord have suffered you to come unto this place, for thus it was expedient in me for the salvation of souls. Therefore, verily I say unto you, lift up your voices unto this people, speak the thoughts that I shall put into your hearts, and you shall not be confounded before men. For it shall be given you in that very hour, yea, in the very moment what ye shall say. But a commandment I give unto you, that ye shall declare whatsoever thing ye declare in my name, in solemnity of heart, in the spirit of meekness in all things. And I give unto you this promise, that inasmuch as ye do this, the Holy Ghost shall be shed forth in bearing record unto all things whatsoever ye shall say. And it is expedient in me that you, my servant Sidney, should be a spokesman unto this people. Yea, verily, I will ordain you unto this calling, even to be a spokesman unto my servant Joseph, and I will give unto him power to be mighty in testimony. And I will give unto thee power to be mighty in expanding all scriptures, that thou mayest be a spokesman unto him, and he shall be a revelator unto thee, that thou mayest know the certainty of all things pertaining to the things of my kingdom on the earth. Therefore continue your journey, and let your hearts rejoice, for behold and lo, I am with you even until the end. And now I give unto you a word concerning Zion. Zion shall be redeemed, although she is chastened for a little season. Thy brethren, my servants Orson Hyde and John Gould, are in my hands, and inasmuch as they keep my commandments they shall be saved. Therefore let your hearts be comforted, for all things shall work together for good to them that walk uprightly, and to the sanctification of the church. For I will raise up unto myself a pure people that will serve me in righteousness. And all that call upon the name of the Lord and keep his commandments shall be saved. Even so, amen. Doctrine and Covenants, section 101, verses 1 through 62. Revelation given to Joseph Smith the prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, December 16th and 17th, 1833. At this time, the saints who had gathered in Missouri 
were suffering great persecution. Mobs had driven them from their homes in Jackson County, and some of the saints had tried to establish themselves in Van Buren, Lafayette, and Ray counties, but persecution followed them. The main body of the saints was at that time in Clay County, Missouri. Threats of death against individuals of the church were many. The saints in Jackson County had lost household furniture, clothing, livestock, and other personal property, and many of their crops had been destroyed. Verily I say unto you concerning your brethren, who have been afflicted and persecuted and cast out from the land of their inheritance, I, the Lord, have suffered the affliction to come upon them wherewith they have been afflicted in consequence of their transgressions. Yet I will own them, and they shall be mine in that day when I shall come to make up my jewel. Therefore, they must needs be chastened and tried, even as Abraham, who was commanded to offer up his only son. For all those who will not endure chastening, but deny me, cannot be sanctified. Behold, I say unto you, there were jarrings, and contentions, and envyings, and strife, and lustful and covetous desires among them. Therefore by these things they polluted their inheritance. They were slow to hearken unto the voice of the Lord their God. Therefore the Lord their God is slow to hearken unto their prayers, to answer them in the day of their trouble. In the day of their peace they esteemed lightly to my counsel, but in the day of their trouble, of necessity, they feel after me. Verily I say unto you, Notwithstanding their sins, my bowels are filled with compassion towards them. I will not utterly cast them off, and in the day of wrath I will remember mercy. I have sworn, and the decree hath gone forth by a former commandment, which I have given unto you, that I would let fall the sword of mine indignation in behalf of my people, and even as I have said, it shall come to pass. My indignation is soon to be poured out without measure upon all nations, and this will I do when the cup of their iniquity is full. And in that day all who are found upon the watchtower, or, in other words, all mine Israel, shall be saved, and they that have been scattered shall be gathered, and all they who have mourned shall be comforted, and all they who have given their lives for my name shall be crowned. Therefore, let your hearts be comforted concerning Zion, for all flesh is in mine hands. Be still, and know that I am God. Zion shall not be moved out of her place, notwithstanding her children are scattered. They that remain and are pure in heart shall return and come to their inheritance, they and their children with songs of everlasting joy, to build up the waste places of Zion and all these things that the prophets might be fulfilled. And behold, there is none other place appointed than that which I have appointed, neither shall there be any other place appointed than that which I have appointed, for the work of the gathering of my saints, until that day cometh when there is found no more room for them, and then I have other places which I will appoint unto them, and they shall be called stakes, for the curtains or the strength of Zion. Behold, it is my will that all they who call upon my name and worship me according to mine everlasting gospel should gather together and stand in holy places and prepare for the revelation which is to come, 
when the veil of the covering of my temple in my tabernacle, which hideth the earth, shall be taken off, and all flesh shall see me together. And every corruptible thing, both of man or of the beasts of the field, or the fowls of the heavens, or of the fish of the seas, that dwell upon all the face of the earth, shall be consumed. And also that of elements shall melt with fervent heat, and all things shall become new, that my knowledge and glory may dwell upon all the earth. And in that day the enmity of man, and the enmity of beasts, yea, the enmity of all flesh, shall cease from before my face. And in that day, whatsoever any man shall ask, it shall be given unto him. And in that day, Satan shall not have power to tempt any man. And there shall be no sorrow, because there is no death. In that day an infant shall not die until he is old, and his life shall be as the age of a tree. And when he dies, he shall not sleep, that is to say, in the earth, but shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye, and shall be caught up, and his rest shall be glorious. Yea, verily I say unto you, In that day when the Lord shall come, he shall reveal all things, things which have passed, and hidden things which no man knew, things of the earth by which it was made, and the purpose and the end thereof, things most precious, things that are above, and things that are beneath, things that are in the earth, and upon the earth, and in heaven. And all they who suffer persecution for my name, and endure in faith, though they are called to lay down their lives for my sake, yet shall they partake of all this glory. Wherefore, fear not, even unto death, for in this world your joy is not full, but in me your joy is full. Therefore, care not for the body, neither the life of the body, but care for the soul, and for the life of the soul. And seek the face of the Lord always, that in patience ye may possess your soul, and ye shall have eternal life. When men are called unto mine everlasting gospel, and covenant with an everlasting covenant, they are accounted as the salt of the earth and the savor of men. They are called to be the savor of men. Therefore, if that salt of the earth lose its savor, behold, it is thenceforth good for nothing, only to be cast out and trodden under the feet of men. Behold, here is wisdom concerning the children of Zion, even many, but not all. They were found transgressors, therefore they must needs be chastened. He that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that abaseth himself shall be exalted. And now I will show unto you a parable, that ye may know my will concerning the redemption of Zion. A certain nobleman had a spot of land, very choice, and he said unto his servants, Go ye unto my vineyard, even upon this very choice piece of land, and plant twelve olive trees and set watchmen round about them, and build a tower, that one may overlook the land round about, to be a watchman upon the tower, that mine olive trees may not be broken down when the enemy shall come to spoil, and take upon themselves the fruit of my vineyard. The servants of the nobleman went and did as their lord commanded them, and planted the olive trees, and built a hedge round about, and set watchmen, and began to build a tower. And while they were yet laying the foundation thereof, they began to say amongst themselves, 
And what need hath my lord of this tower? And consulting for a long time, saying amongst themselves, What need hath my lord for this tower, seeing this is a time of peace? Might not this money be given to the exchangers? For there is no need of these things. And while they were at variance one with another, they became very slothful, and they hearkened not unto the commandments of their Lord. And the enemy came by night, and broke down the hedge, and the servants of the noblemen arose, and were affrightened, and fled, and the enemy destroyed their works, and broke down the olive trees. Now behold, the nobleman, the lord of the vineyard, called upon his servants, and said unto them, Why? What is the cause of this great evil? Ought ye not to have done even as I commanded you? And after ye had planted the vineyard, and built the hedge round about, and set watchmen upon the wall thereof, built the tower also, and set a watchman upon the tower, and watched for my vineyard, and not have fallen asleep, lest the enemy should come upon you. And behold, the watchman upon the tower would have seen the enemy while he was yet afar off, and then ye could have made ready, and kept the enemy from breaking down the hedge thereof, and saved my vineyard from the hands of the destroyer. And the lord of the vineyard said unto one of his servants, Go and gather together the residue of my servants, and take all the strength of mine house, which are my warriors, my young men, and they that are of middle age also, among all my servants, who are the strength of mine house, save only those whom I have appointed to tarry. And go ye straightway unto the land of my vineyard, and redeem my vineyard, for it is mine. I have bought it with money. Therefore get ye straightway unto my land, break down the walls of mine enemies, throw down their tower, and scatter their watchmen. And inasmuch as they gather together against you, avenge me of mine enemies, that by and by I may come with the residue of mine house and possess the land. And the servant said unto the Lord, When shall these things be done? And he said unto his servants, When I will, go ye straightway, and do all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And this shall be my seal and blessing upon you, a faithful and wise steward, in the midst of mine house, a ruler in my kingdom. And his servant went straightway, and did all things whatsoever his Lord commanded him. And after many days all things were fulfilled. Doctrine and Covenants, section 101, verses 63 through 101. Again, verily I say unto you, I will show unto you wisdom in me concerning all the churches, inasmuch as they are willing to be guided in a right and proper way for their salvation, that the work of the gathering together of my saints may continue, that I may build them up unto my name unto holy places, for the time of harvest is come, and my word must needs be fulfilled. Therefore, I must gather together my people, according to the parable of the wheat and the tares, that the wheat may be secure in the garners to possess eternal life, and be crowned with celestial glory, when I shall come in the kingdom of my Father, to reward every man according as his work shall be. While the tares shall be bound in bundles, and their bands made strong, that they may be burned with unquenchable fire. Wherefore, a commandment I give unto all the churches, that they shall continue to gather together 
unto the places which I have appointed. Nevertheless, as I have said unto you in a former commandment, let not your gathering be in haste, nor by flight, but let all things be prepared before you. And in order that all things be prepared before you, observe the commandment which I have given concerning these things, which saith, or teacheth, to purchase all the land with money, which can be purchased for money, in the region round about the land, which I have appointed to be the land of Zion, for the beginning of the gathering of my saints, all the land which can be purchased in Jackson County, and the counties round about, and leave the residue in mine hand. Now verily I say unto you, let all the churches gather together all their monies, let these things be done in their time, but not in haste, and observe to have all things prepared before you. And let honorable men be appointed, even wise men, and send them to purchase these lands. And the church in the eastern countries, when they are built up, if they will hearken unto this counsel, they may buy lands and gather together upon them. And this is the way they may establish Zion. There is even now already in store sufficient, yea, even in abundance, to redeem Zion and establish her waste places, no more to be thrown down, were the churches who call themselves after my name willing to hearken to my voice. And again I say unto you, those who have been scattered by their enemies, it is my will that they should continue to importune for redress and redemption by the hands of those who are placed as rulers and are in authority over you, according to the laws and constitution of the people, which I have suffered to be established and should be maintained for the rights and protection of all flesh, according to just and holy principles, that every man may act in doctrine and principle pertaining to fertility, according to the moral agency which I have given unto him, that every man may be accountable for his own sins in the day of judgment. Therefore, it is not right that any man should be in bondage one to another. And for this purpose I have established the constitution of this by the hands of wise men, whom I raised up unto this very purpose, and redeemed the land by the shedding of blood. Now unto what shall I liken the children of Zion? I will liken them unto the parable of the woman and the unjust judge, for men ought always to pray and not faint, which saith. There was in a city a judge who feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in the city, and she came upon him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard men, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continually coming she weary me. Thus will I liken the children of Zion. Let them importune at the feet of the judge, and if he heed them not, let them importune at the feet of the governor. And if the governor heed them not, let them importune at the feet of the president. And if the president heed them not, then will the Lord arise and come forth out of his hiding place, and in his fury vex the nation. And in his hot dispute, and in his fierce anger, in his time will cut off those wicked, unfaithful, and unjust stewards, and appoint them their portion among hypocrites and unbelievers. Even in outer darkness, where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth, 
pray ye therefore, that their ears may be opened unto your cries, that I may be merciful unto them, that these things may not come upon them. What I have said unto you must needs be, that all men may be left without excuse, that wise men and rulers may hear and know that which they have never considered, that I may proceed to bring to pass my act, my strange act, and perform my work, my strange work, that men may discern between the righteous and the wicked, saith your God. And again I say unto you, it is contrary to my commandment and my will that my servant Sidney Gilbert should sell my storehouse, which I have appointed unto my people, into the hands of mine enemy. Let not that which I have appointed be polluted by mine enemies, by the consent of those who call themselves after my name. For this is a very sore and grievous sin against me, and against my people, in consequence of those things which I have decreed, and which are soon to befall the nations. Therefore it is my will that my people should claim, and hold claim upon that which I have appointed unto them, though they should not be permitted to dwell thereon. Nevertheless, I do not say they shall not dwell thereon, for inasmuch as they bring forth fruit and works meet for my kingdom, they shall dwell thereon. They shall build, and another shall not inherit. They shall plant vineyards, and they shall eat the fruit thereof. Even so, Amen. It is now time for the self-guided part of today's mindful practice. Please take this time to pray and ponder about those spiritual things in your mind and heart. Use your breathing to remain in the present. Listen to and ponder those things that the Spirit quietly places into your prepared mind. The Spirit can show you great things when you take the time to listen.
Thank you for taking the time to join me today. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, I'd love to hear from you. Please email me at ldsguidedmeditation at gmail.com. Stay positive, stay grateful, and take the time to be still and ponder as you walk side by side your loving Heavenly Father through this complex and beautiful life.